Welcome to another episode of You Do What? The podcast where I interview my comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My name is Cindy Arvina. This week on the show, we have comedian Eric Rocha. You can find Eric on Twitter at Rocha E underscore zero four. That's R-O-C-H-A-E underscore zero four. And you can also visit his website, ericrochacomedy.com. This week, Eric and I talk about state wrestling. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, so... Essentially, we we were like a wrestling family. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I wrestled in in pee wee tournaments and like um, where they would write your weight and age on your arm. <laughs> you you know, you'd be in a wrestling tournament, and a lot of us were just in it for like the orange slices. Like, yeah, you'd wrestle, and it was just like, okay, where's my orange slices? Were your parents more into it than you were? Early on, yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it was just something that all the families did. Like, they were very heavy into sports. So, like, there was no theater. There was no, like, mm-hmm. any, like, even film. Like, they, they liked, like, The Godfather, but it was just <laughs> something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whatever. But the thing that I remember um, is as I got older, I, I started liking it more and more mm-hmm. and more. And uh, every every year what we would do is I would get taken out of school. The tournament lasted Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we would get taken out of school. My mom would physically like, okay, you need to get your homework for Thursday and Friday. And I would do it sometimes. And <laughs> and then uh, we'd get taken out and we'd stay at a hotel. Mm-hmm. And as a family, we would all just be there together. And, it, you know, because we, we never took off for Christmas and we rarely took off for Thanksgiving. But everybody would take off for state wrestling. That's so cool. It was, yeah, and it was great <laughs> because it was, you know, we had a, in downtown Denver because it was at the Pepsi Center. I had an uncle that cut hair. Mm-hmm. And so we'd all go get haircuts and, and, and visit him because he lived in Denver. And, you know, we'd go eat during the breaks. And it, it was just a huge, huge family thing. And then you would you would go watch, uh, you know, whoever was wrestling. Yeah. So... It, and this is like was, an extended family too, right? Like cousins and oh yeah, aunts everybody. And, and and it was weird too because uh, other families and stuff from like other counties would we'd all be there. Mm-hmm. So it was just this weird thing that everybody would take off for for state wrestling. That's so neat. Yeah, I I loved it. Like it was just whenever I thought about it, it was it was a really family family oriented thing. Mm-hmm. Because I wrestled in middle school. Yeah, that was when the Pee Wee tournaments were. Well, the Pee Wee tournaments were like elementary. Oh, okay. And that was I like really I like think, kids that young wrestle. Yeah, it's crazy. Like my my little godson, I think he's three or four, mm-hmm. and yeah, he's he's wrestling. Really? Yeah, they they and that at that point you're just out there for them to have fun. Yeah, but. Like and it's funny because like the more aggressive kids win, uh-huh. and I'm and like, <laughs> of I, yeah, and I like they're just ruthless, exactly. Yeah, like they've got like mohawks and like <laughs> you just look too tough for their own age. <laughs> you look at them and you're like, God, that little kid's fucking mean. Like <laughs> they, in like the way that like they don't even ta- like like you know there's there's something of a technique and. Yeah you know, an ankle pick and trying to take somebody down. These little fuckers just bull rush each other. Oh and God. And they know technique? Like, they get it? Some of them do. Like, those, I think, are kind of like the... 
like the freaks of the sport in a yeah, way. Yeah, like the, the, the prodigies, the idiots, savants yeah. of wrestling. <laughs> That's exactly what you would call, yeah, the, the wrestling savant is, uh-huh. they know like how to how to set an ankle pick or how oh to God. do a fireman's care. And you're just like, how the fuck? And they're like, a lot of these kids are like, the ones that are like beasts are, are like mean little kids. Uh-huh. Like, I just think of like the O'Doyle rules. Yeah, in, right. The big redheads in Billy Madison. But <laughs> so I did. I did a little bit of Pee Wee, and I, I it was ridiculous because mm-hmm. it was like I was just so such a happy little boy. I was like, hi, look, I'm on the ma- oh god, like, <laughs> he's wailing yeah. on me. <laughs> Why is he so mean? I did nothing. And then um, middle school, I wrestled, and I was actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, my uh, I wrestled in seventh grade and eighth grade because then freshman was obviously the ninth grade and it was high school. But like even then, you kind of knew who the wrestlers were and mm-hmm. and it was probably the hardest sport that that our high school had by wow. far. Because I mean, you you think about it, these guys have to cut weight, they they have to make weight. You know, they they weigh them the day the morning before. And if they're overweight, they don't wrestle. And yeah. if they don't wrestle, then that hurts the team. So, like, it's right in the wintertime, too. So you would have Christmas break, and these guys wouldn't be able to, oh, to eat. And you were just, like, like, they might give, like, a grace period of a pound or something like that. But, you know, I remember there were family members that wrestled, and you would just see the look on their pathetic face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to eat it, but I can't. And you're like, Poor things. yeah, I was a heavier wrestler. So I was like, I'll fucking eat yours. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was it was cool because, like I said, the we would get like a hotel at like the embassy suites because they would save up mm-hmm. all year for this because yeah. we were, you know, middle class saving up for a, a hotel suite. And I just remember that was like such a cool, cool thing. And then thinking like, oh, okay, um, someday, you know, I might be able to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this whole gay thing got in the way. Um, yeah, yeah. For, for the listeners that don't know, um, Eric, you're, you're out. You're, mm-hmm. you're a homosexual man. I and, am. And, but you, you played football in high school too, right? Yeah, that, that was the only sport that I really continued to mm-hmm. do. Because it was, it was kind of a, a, a bummer thing. Like... Um, so I, I I was I took like second place in seventh grade. That mm-hmm. was our our league championship. Then in eighth grade I was league champion, and I remember in in high school they were like, "All right, well, good. We need a heavyweight. We need a, a good heavyweight that that can wrestle." And you know I I remember my last match oh. in in middle school, and uh, it was an exhibition match. What does that mean? Um. So we had to wrestle for a tournament, and then, uh, you know, I won. So there was a kid that was um, 200, I think, 200 pounds. And at that time, I was like 225. Mm -hmm. So they said, well, hey, this kid's undefeated, and we want him to get a good match in for the season. Yeah. And they looked at me, and they said, you know, you just, you were league champion. Do you want to wrestle him? And I remember I was like, yeah, okay. Like, and I was nervous because I was like, oh my gosh, like this guy's, this guy's pretty good. And he yeah. was tall for a kid. He was taller and, and this kid was just cut. 
and I, I hate to say this, but it was like those, um, like those hormones when you're a kid and you're like, oh my God, like you, you just started to figure out like what was going on uh-huh. in terms of sexuality. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd say in about sixth grade, I, I kind of started to realize like, oh, like I, I'm more attracted to this figure. You know, everybody's yeah. talking about, you know, this person, but keep looking at this person for some reason yeah and so the the nice thing was was throughout my entire seventh and most of my eighth grade wrestling career that was never an issue because on the mat you're just thinking like oh don't get your ass kicked right you're not thinking like wow look at the way that singlet fits (laughs) (laughs) you know you're you're not thinking that but you know, eighth grade, I remember that that exhibition match and they put this little stud at the time. I was like, oh my gosh, like look at him. Exactly. <laughs> and he was he was like I can say this from the, the eighth grade me was like, what a fucking hunk. Like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> so You're like who's this Adonis exa- I have to yeah. like murder right I now? I have to <laughs> wrestle this fucking statue. Yeah. Like oh poor me. Yeah. So anyways, we were we were wrestling and and I, I got him in, in a couple holds and I was you know, I was gonna win because mm-hmm. at that point I, I had the weight the weight advantage was a lot. Yeah. Like so the uh, kid was a good wrestler though. But um at one particular point during the match, uh what did they say in Seinfeld? It moved. <laughs> like do you remember when he's getting a massage and uh George is getting massaged from a guy and he he doesn't get like a <laughs> an erection but he's like it wasn't an erection but, but it, it moved. moved. <laughs> well for me it moved and I was like oh my god. Yeah. And at that age you you know everything's embarrassing as a kid. Yeah. Especially cuz like you know what you are and you you're still not quite sure how to deal with it. Yeah. So, you know, my graduating class was like 94, so there was not a a a lot of gay people in my town. I think our roller rink skating, <laughs> like our roller rink guard was yeah. gay, and that was the only guy that I knew. Yeah, you're just like, like nah, that's not really my type. Exactly, yeah. And he had like one of those big mustaches. Oh, God. That, yeah, like a, he looked like Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, amazing. Um, but I remember like after that match, I had won, and... And uh, I was just kind of on my knees, like, okay. And the coach was like, all right, well, stand up. Let's, let's. And I was like, all right, well, let me get my sweats on. Yeah. And he's like, well, come on, we got to go the, the next month. And I'm like, hang on, I think I hurt my. And I had to fake, like, yeah. Just give me a minute. Like, <laughs> let me, let me part ways with this. And I knew then I was like, you know what? I, I don't think that. I can I can do this. Yeah. And it, it wasn't because I I was afraid of getting a, a hard on in high school. I, I I knew that I would have to answer for it later. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that would have that would have rocked the boat. Right, because it's lot. not a thing that you could pass off like a one-time thing like, oh, this is like an adrenaline boner. You know, us kids, yeah. we get boners for everything. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally get that. When, when, if you don't mind me asking, when did you come out? It, it came out in like stages. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't talk about it in high school, but I think I think people knew. Yeah. If somebody flat out asked me in high school, I, I would deny it. Mm-hmm. But then... In my 20s, I, I started actually dating somebody and seeing somebody. 
it was funny because there it was a theater school. Yeah. And it was, they had a saying, and I think the girls made it up. It was uh, gay by May. And it was because you would enroll <laughs> in the fall, and by May you were. You were, you were <laughs> exactly, out. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. You'd be like, I'm, no, I'm not gay, man. I'm not gay. And then by like spring, you'd be bi. <laughs> and then, you know, then by May, you'd be like, you know what? Yeah. It's, as soon it's as the semester gay. ends, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, that was probably like when I was 20 or 21 when I started to tell people, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is this is somebody that I'm seeing. And and uh, yeah, it was, you know, I guess for my hometown, it was it was a hard thing because it was, you know, an expectation. Yeah. And like I said, it was such a tradition that at some point my family was going to watch me wrestle yeah. in, in state wrestling. Because like I said, I'm not being cocky, but second place and then first place, I would have gone to state. I mm-hmm. know that without a doubt. But then I thought to myself, I'm like, oh my God. Like, And it's not guilt, but it was like, you know, this isn't something that I, I want to pursue. Right. And I just kind of realized, like, yeah. And, you know, it was a hard sport, too. That with, like, I, I don't know if I want to keep cutting weight. And, you know, it, it is a mentally tough sport because yeah. it's it's it, it's a lot like stand-up in mm-hmm. a way where all you have is yourself. Yeah. So, you know, when you get on that mat, it's, it's solely you and one other person. So I think that that was another really, really trying aspect was just like, okay, this is a already a, a mentally tough sport, and then on top of like, oh yeah, you're a mo. <laughs> like, yeah. don't give way to anything that might come up, you know? Because it, it was so embarrassing. Like, do you remember your like adolescence and like oh, the sexuality? And, yeah, like, just embarrassed by everything. I didn't even want like people to know who I had a crush on, just because like I didn't want to get roasted for it. Didn't want that person to find out. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just gonna silently admire this person from afar. No one gets to know what I'm into. <laughs> can I ask what was like your most embarrassing child? Like whether it be middle school or high school, what was your most embarrassing moment that you remember? Oh my god. From high school or middle school. Oh, I think this was at a, a water polo practice or tournament. I can't remember. But my friend was like, I'm going to go use the restroom. I'll be right back. We're like, yeah, we'll wait for you before we get on the bus. And then I thought that this, I thought that she like was like playing a prank on us and was like, hey, hey, girls, can I ask you a question? And I was like, go to the bathroom. Like I, 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 I like shouted at who I thought was my friend was actually just this lady trying to ask a question. I turn around and I'm just like, Natalie, oh no, you're not Natalie. So I just screamed to this poor little Asian lady's face and she's just like, <gasps> like she like, <laughs> I swear she like shrunk like two inches, just like, ah, and I was like, I am so sorry. What did you need? (laughs) I felt so bad. And then my friend comes back and I was like, yeah, I just yelled at you, but not really. (laughs) Cause I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to like bust my friend's balls for not actually going to the bathroom. That was a pretty embarrassing moment. Cause I did it in front of like a bunch of my other teammates and they were just like, oh man, you just screamed at 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 an adult. A little adult. So like, yeah, yeah, you put the fear of God into some innocent. Yeah, just like this, like fourteen-year-old, just like go to the bathroom. Oh my god! And then to do it in front of everybody too, and oh, it's just it was like awful, ugh. awful. Because that was yeah, I think that that was like one of the biggest things is it was such a, a small town, you know, uh, sports oriented town, mm-hmm. and it was already weird enough because I like to do theater, mm-hmm. so 
like I said, there were always always questions, and the I think one of the reasons I had kind of I guess you would call it a pass is because I I was starting on our football team mm-hmm. from like you know I would trade in my my sophomore year and then on my junior year I was starting and then my senior year I was starting mm-hmm. and we went to um, we went to uh, the playoffs three years that I played so. Wow. The thing of it that, like, I, I notice now is, like, there were gay kids that got picked on. Yeah. By our football. And I remember, like, watching it and being like, oh, wow, like, that could easily be. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine that. Me. Yeah. And it's just like, and then, like, you see a lot of homophobic behavior in the locker room. Like, just, like, honestly, high school kids are, like, I've seen shit in bathhouses that, like, are not as gay <laughs> as what they were doing in high school locker rooms. Yeah. Like, like, do watch, watch, touch, touch this. Touch. You go, I'm not going to fucking touch. Like, what's the matter with you yeah. guys? But, you know, then there they were picking on a kid that had painted his nails or, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, so it was this kind of scary thing. Like, oh, wow, that's, that's what they must think. And it, it really gives you a, a negative stereotype of, of, homosexuality like it's it's a tricky thing like and i i have my own i have my own kind of issues with with pride and 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 the gay community i guess because to me i wasn't somebody that was i guess you would say flamboyantly gay Mm -hmm. but there were some people that and but i understood why like the reason for pride and the reason for the is you're telling people no the, I don't want this to be an in-the-closet thing. Mm-hmm. You need to accept us for who we are. Yeah. So there's a part of me that's like that, that celebrates that, mm-hmm. sure. But then there's another part of me that says, oh, well, were they pushed to that? Yeah. Where, you know what I mean? Like, if somebody just wants to go on a date with another guy, you know, and they're getting shit for it, then, of course, they're going to push back. And right. it's going to be more boisterous, the behavior and, and things like that. I don't necessarily think that's all the behavior but it's it's i was never like that Mm -hmm. it's like how much of it is what they want to do and how much of it is just a result of being um stifled and ostracized for such a long time exactly and in that in that same case too i don't want to stifle any voice in the gay community where they'll say you know it's it's a hard time to (laughs) (laughs) it's a hard time to to really talk in some cases because it's like well i don't want to get the terminology wrong mm-hmm. i re- especially me because then it would be like you know I, I honestly like i i try not to say fag in my set mm-hmm. but you know what it was a word that i i grew up hearing all the time and very rarely did it mean gay yeah and uh, but it's still derogatory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was the same thing with the N word. Mm-hmm. Like I'd I'd hear I'd hear that, and it was like there was no one black in our town, and, and you would just hear this yeah. word, just like and it was like, and it doesn't justify it. It's just like okay, yeah. Like I understand now being around people that that means something different. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it's a weird kind of thing where I I struggle big time with like okay um like i i had a joke that it was about a boat like oh god it was so ridiculous it was about oh because a 
an Uber driver had said it, uh, the bar he was taking me to was a fag bar. Uh-huh. And it made me laugh <laughs> so hard because it's like, what a terrible, like, person but like you know what i mean it was it was so homophobic that yeah. you couldn't help but like god you you must live such a sad life yeah. he's like it's it's a fag bar and i had a joke that i was like oh like because he didn't know i was gay obviously because he wouldn't be talking like this because yeah. he was telling me where i should go instead of this bar because he thought i was visiting yeah. <laughs> and i was like no, I'm pretty sure I know. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, I, I'm, I'm not going there on accident. <laughs> so he's telling me where I, I should go. And uh, in the joke, I was like, I wish I, I, I would have recorded him. And I was like, because then I could have sued Uber. I could have gotten a bunch of money. I said, and then I would have gotten a boat. <laughs> and then I would have called it the SS faggot. <laughs> but honestly, like that joke, it's... It, it's hard to tell that joke in some places yeah. because it's like, okay, well, are you championing, championing the, the thing that you were just saying you were mm. against? And it's just, it's harder now because you don't want your words taken as a seriousness. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, no, I'm, I'm trying to joke about something that, that really did happen mm-hmm. to me. And, uh, I don't know. It's, this is why I had you come over today. Do you have an answer? <laughs> I do not. If I did, um, <laughs> People would probably still argue it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, do, are there any jokes that you have like an issue telling or that have you ever caught in shit for a joke? I'm trying to th- a little bit. Like I have one joke about how because I'm Mexican, light skinned Mexicans often think they're better than the dark skinned Mexicans because I've seen that. That's not what I believe. It is. It's true. Yeah. And then but the, what they're what they don't what people. Light skin Mexicans that don't realize what <laughs> they're portraying when they say things like that, when they act like that, is that, hey, gross dark person, less of your answers were raped by the Spanish. I'm better than you. It's like, you're all fucked up. <laughs> and I've had some people kind of go like, oh, and I'm like, no, it's not an awe joke. It's a, it's, it, you can laugh. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's, yeah, it's like, listen, I, of of all the people qualified to talk about the life, it's like, you know, I, I think sometimes we get... Somebody said that uh, comedians are the new philosophers, and I was like, don't say that. Yeah. That's not the case. <laughs> we're not I was smart. Like, we, yeah, we go to open mics, and honestly, we're just trying to find... Somebody told me they're like, "What do you do?" I was like, "I'm trying. I'm trying to find something that rhymes with orange." Yeah. It's like that's, that's sometimes that's all it is. It's just like, but. Like even even you explaining that bit to me, I could feel you like, okay, how am I going to yeah, word yeah. this so that <laughs> it reaches out to as, as many people as it can? But then I I'm not being offensive on my way right. to the punchline. It's it's just such a, a hard thing. And so, like for me, as as like I said, the the tradition of of going to state wrestling and and really loving that. Like the thing that I fell in love with as I got older and. Uh, I went to a, a state wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. Maybe when was it? A couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And there were, were, were you with your family at that time? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Cool. Um, and you know, I flew down and, and we got the hotel and we did everything and and it was it was so much fun. But there was two things that I remember. One, it was it was uh, the parade of champions. So mm-hmm. they wrestle Thursday, Friday, Saturday morning. And then Saturday night, they have the Parade of Champions. And this is for the kids that have won throughout the tournament. Yeah. They're in the finals. 
and the place it's 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 an arena and it's mm-hmm. filled it's it, pepsi center is basically like the staples center here mm-hmm. so it's a huge thing everybody dresses up and they have a ceremony and the the two kids meet in the center and they shake hands and and it's a it's a really big thing and you just get chills cuz somebody sings the national anthem and it's just, it's really cool because you see how hard these kids have worked. Yeah. And then they wrestle on one mat in front of, you know, in front of everybody. An entire exactly. arena. Exactly. And wow. you're just like, my God, this is so cool. And then, you know, they have to flip a coin. It's a green and red coin. And when they flip it, uh, whoever wins, the referees come over to them after the match and they say, hey, congratulations. You did a terrific job. Great season. We wanted to give you the coin for your match. Yeah. And uh, it's just, it, it's a beautiful thing because, like, after a kid wins state, he'll shake the other opponent's hand and he'll just run back to his coach's corner. And you just see an embrace. Aww. And you see him, like, you know, some of them cry and, and hug. And you just see the amalgam of so much work yeah. in this hug. Like, and I always, I get choked up just talking about it now because it's just like, my gosh, like, it's not uncommon for the pretty champions, like, if uh, if a dad will walk out with his son, and then you know he'll be coached by the coach later, but it's just something really really special. Yeah, very so, ceremonial. Exactly. Like I I fell in love with that, and it was like wow, this is such a a beautiful thing. And then another thing that I thought, and it, it was terrible, was I was like, <laughs> is anybody here looking at me different because I'm watching these kids in singlets? And I'm not I'm not thinking it, but it, it's a weird thing mm-hmm. that kind of like freaks me out. Like there, okay, I'll give you an example, another example. One time, uh, I hugged Chris. Yeah, I hugged Chris. Um, and long story short, uh, I, I I think we mentioned this. I don't think we got it. Um, and I can't celebrate it enough. Uh, Jake did a special. Our friend Jake, he's a really great comedian. And uh, everything that could go wrong went wrong with this poor guy setup because yeah. Jake was so re- and he worked so hard and it was so good, and Chris was one of the people that just helped him so much. Like he was amazing, mm-hmm. and Jake was telling me that, and I was like, you know what? Like you and Craig, I go, those guys have always been like just so nice in the oh. community, like in the comedy <laughs> community. You. And I remember when I saw Chris, I gave him a hug. Mm-hmm. And just because I had known all of this was already percolating in my head. And when I saw him, I gave him a hug. And right afterwards, I was like, oh, God, I hope he doesn't think, like, that I'm, like, hitting on him. Oh, or, he, or yeah, he, he would never. He's very, like, under, he's a soft boy. He's a, But, but yeah. the thing of it is, though, is, is for me, it kind of, like, that's that's the only type of, of bullying that I could think of that, yeah. that I went through when I was on my, oh, I hate saying journey. <laughs> um, <laughs> was that like, if, cause I'm a, I'm a big softy. Mm-hmm. So sometimes like I get afraid though, like with my straight friends that they'll think I'm, I'm hitting on them. Yeah. Cause or it's like, a thing you had to worry about for most of your life. Exactly. So for me, it's like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't want my straight friends to think I'm hitting on them, right. but I don't want my gay friends to think that I've traded either and like I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, a homophobic homosexual. So it's it's kind of a weird. I bet, yeah. It's a weird thing. So when I was sitting there at, at state wrestling, I was like, 
okay, more people know that I'm gay now. Mm -hmm. And when they see me, you know, it's different from a football game. Yeah. (laughs) Because it's like there's pet. But in a singlet, like, you know, I had heard my my cousins, like when we were kids, they were like, oh my God, did you see so-and-so in their singlet? Uh-huh. And those girls would just be talking to each other. And we were kids back then. Yeah. And we would just laugh about it, Like, shut up. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, you don't, like they don't, they don't wrestle. Obviously they're just, they went there cause they're like, I love this. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we laughed about that, but there was always something very strange about, I, I felt like I was being looked at and like, I don't know. Cause it, and I don't know what it is. Cause I can, I can honestly tell you, like, I'm an older person now. Like mm-hmm. when I, I look at these high school kids, I'm like, oh, you're a little. Yeah. There's no attraction there. Yeah. They're babies. College wrestling. I'll be like, yeah, yeah. no, no, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, even then, like for me, it's, it's still kind of like, you don't think of that in terms of like, oh, well, is he going to get the, is he going to go for the ankle pick or the mm-hmm. double leg? And then for me though, I always get worried. I'm like, do people see me watching this and, and think different of me? Like, we're already thought of by some people in my town as perverts. Yeah. So well, they don't know anything. <laughs> exactly. So, like, one thing that I, I say it's a tradition, but it's not one that I, I do too much because I, I I do. I don't think that I would go anymore. Okay. Because it would, it would scare me to think what other people might think. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not as um, necessarily progressive as it is in, like, California. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That makes complete so, sense to me. You know, and that's... It's a terrible thing, but, you know, like, I'll, I'll watch college wrestling and, I, mm-hmm. you know, and I'll be like, and, you know, the biggest irony, too, is my cousin is the head wrestling coach. Oh, no way. Yeah. And so he, because I talked to him about it and he's like, dude, don't, don't think like that. It's, it's, it's not like that. He's like, I know. And we both kind of know that it's like, yeah, but the town doesn't yeah. know, like, you know, when they see when they see me and they're like, "Oh, there's that gay guy. He's coming to our uh, our high school wrestling matches, isn't that a?" When in reality, it's like, "Look, I used to wrestle. Yeah, my cousin's a wrestling coach. We are a wrestling family." So it's a it's a weird tradition that I miss sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss the camaraderie of like family with it, but. You know, there's like, like I said, then I just, I watch football because football is fine. Like, I don't, I don't feel, I don't, maybe they need to wear more clothes wrestling. (laughs) Probably. They they need more equipment. There's too many concussions going on. Mm. Yeah, I had one once. Oh, I bet. Oh, God. Going in. But, you know, and it's, it's so funny too, because like I'll go to my hometown and, it's funny because like I, I make no qualms about like I, I have grinder on my phone. Yeah. And one of the things that is funny and is really sad too is like I'll open up my grinder in my hometown and it'll be like four. <laughs> one of them that that guy. <laughs> exactly. Like and like every time I go to my hometown, like if I open up my grinder. Like I'm, I don't consider myself a, a a stunning person, but I get hit on every every person. Will, and I know it's just because of numbers. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll you're look. that shiny LA meat now. <laughs> I'm that shiny new penny for yeah. like a week, and then I'm back here in LA. Then I'm the troll under the LA bridge. <laughs> 
So it is. It's any any gays. If you're looking for a, a nice little self esteem pick me up, Brush Colorado guys. Eight oh seven. Brush Colorado. It's fantastic. But it's funny because too, like uh, there's been times where somebody will will say, "Hey, are you looking?" And uh, I'll look and I'm like, "Do you have a face pick?" Yeah. And um, it it makes me sad because it's it's obvious that they can't mm-hmm. they can't be out. And I remember uh, somebody's picture came up, and I was like, "Oh my gosh! Like you're you're gay." And they were like, "Yeah, do you want to hook up?" And I was like, "I don't really want to hook up." I was like, "We can, we can hang." Okay, thank you. And then he blocked me. Oh my god! <laughs> and I was kind of like, it, it was so sad. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Oh wow!" Like I'm, I'm glad that I don't live there anymore yeah. because it's, it's obviously not progressive. But the funny part too is I'll always have to tell my, my cousin that, that head wrestling coach. Like I always tell them, like, hey, um, so you know, I I have my grinder on, yeah. Because <laughs> the thing of it is, is our moms are twins. Oh, really? How cute! And so we look a lot alike. Uh huh. And so what'll happen is like somebody one time they were like, "Are you a coach?" <laughs> and I was like, "No!" Like all caps, <laughs> "No, I'm not him." And I was like, "No, no." And I had to call him. I was like, hey, dude, just so you know, I, I told them. I t-, And he was like, God damn it. Why do you have to open that here? Yeah. And he goes, I'm going to be at the supermarket sometime. And <laughs> I'm going to be with my wife and my kids. And they're going to somebody's gonna be like, hi, do you remember me? And, he's, and he goes, I'm going to have to. No, I don't remember you. And so we laugh about that. Like, it's. That's so funny. I had to tell his wife. I, I was like, hey, so you know, like. This is this is who I talk to. Yeah, <laughs> they're cool with it. Oh yeah, it's so That's funny. So, so going back to to actually going to the state wrestling tournaments. So you guys would go even if you didn't know who was competing. It was just the thing to do, right? Yeah. The, well, the thing of it was there was always somebody because the town was so small. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. You, you would always know who was. You would always know somebody. Uh huh. So yeah, it was it was and we had a good. We had good wrestling in our small little town, mm-hmm. like because of the Pee Wee, like the Pee Wee. You started in Pee Wees and you worked up. So naturally, they have a good system. the The wrestling program there, mm-hmm. I think, was probably the best of even like the football, the volleyball, just because it started at the Pee Wee right. level. So yeah, but you you always knew, and and a lot of people would. Do you have any like? like weird or funny stories from, from any of the tournaments? So when uh, I was, I think I was in seventh grade, uh, I had to wrestle a kid that was undefeated. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a good wrestler. And uh, George Mazuka was his name. <laughs> I, I think that's his name. Anyways, so I'm kind of jumping rope. I'm just getting warm. And I look over across the gym, and that kid is just slapping his thighs. <laughs> Like, and he's like just, a psycho, just yeah, like slapping his thighs <laughs> hard to a point where like I could hear like, like, and I look over and his dad is in like a jeans and a jean jacket and he's just pointing at me and you can hear him like you could see him like mouthing shit to his son yeah and his son's just slapping his thighs <laughs> really hard and his dad's just pointing right at me and like. 
I remember like telling my my mom, I was like, Mom, what the what the f- is that guy pointing at me? Yeah. And my mom was like, God damn it, he shouldn't be like then my mom was like, That shouldn't be happening right now. Kick his ass then so, and I was like, <laughs> Oh no, like I it was it was such a weird, like a weird thing. Uh-huh. And like I remember telling my uncle and I was like, This guy's really this guy's really gonna go for me and he's like Oh, he's trying to mess with you. Yeah, he's just mad dogging. And I was like, yeah, but I, I'm the one that has to wrestle it. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> okay, well, here's what you do. He goes, when the whistle blows, he's like, pull him in and uh, try to... And it wasn't like a headbutt, but he's like, show him that you're aggressive and then that'll that'll be fine. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, yeah. And it, and it was. But it was just such a weird... It was such a weird thing because just to have somebody's dad... Like trying to build this kid up. Yeah, it's like that's your target. <laughs> you need, yeah, him, him. And so that was probably the weirdest thing. And then the the nicest one was this. Um, I think he was. I think he's a pastor now. Uh, very. He was probably like, shit. He's probably like six, six two, uh-huh. six three, heavyweight. His name was David Alvarez. He wrestled for Eaton. Sorry, I still remember. <laughs> and. He was the nicest person you ever w- wanted, and he was a beast on yeah. the mat. Like he was the kind of guy that would kick your ass in wrestling. And then afterwards, like his family would like, "Oh, uh, we brought you a Powerade. Would you like to come pray with us?" Oh. And you were like, "God, I can't even not like you for yeah. beating the shit up." <laughs> like, no, I'm not gonna fuck it. No, get out of here. Take your Powerade. <laughs> Shove it up your ass. Yeah. <laughs> You're like the exorcist. <laughs> ah. So there was like a lot of a lot of little stories like that. The the worst is like I got pinned once in in middle school, and it's just it's so like awful because it's it's a lot like bombing and yeah. all of your family's there, and the, it just time seems to stop. Your vision gets kind of like. Oh, okay, I'm just on my back here, and you feel something squeeze in your head, and you're like, "Should I just, yeah?" <laughs> Simon then, and Garfunkel is like, uh, exactly. "Hello, darkness, my old friend." <laughs> I can totally picture it now, just like this sad, like preteen teenager, just like, mm-hmm, "This is this is my life right now." <laughs> exactly. You're like, "Huh? I wonder what's for lunch yeah. tomorrow." But yeah, then. Smack and you're like, oh, I lost. Yeah, it's just like, ugh. but it was uh, it was a an amazing sport. Like I said, I don't I don't think I one had the uh, sexuality for it. Not to say you you can't be gay and wrestle. Like right. I had heard that there was like a gay wrestling like club, mm-hmm. and in my eyes, I was like, you know what, I would I would go to that. Yeah, and I I might actually try that. But then, like, the other aspect of it that, you know, not to make excuses either, I honestly don't think I had the mental stamina to, to wrestle. Yeah. Because it, it's just, it was such a, a, a gnawing, like, all day you would think about, like, okay, you know, if, if there was, like, a particular kid from a town, because it was such a small 
you know, you knew who the badasses were. If you knew you had to go up against that person at 7 o'clock, at 10 a.m., you're already thinking, like, okay, am I going to be able to do a single leg? Or what if he gets me in a cradle? Can I kick out of it? What? So I, you know, I don't think that it was something that I would have been necessarily happy to do. Right. But was your family bummed when you quit? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They, the wrestling program tried really really hard uh-huh. like and and they were they were great uh-huh. like my uncle was a coach at that time and um he was like they they asked me one time if I would just go up and and work out with the heavyweights because I was I was a wrestler yeah and I was like yeah okay like if if, if you need that I was like but I don't I don't want to wrestle like mm-hmm. I don't I don't, I don't need that. And they were like, well, you know, just think about it. Just think about it. It went so far as to um, one of the coaches owned a construction company. And I tried to use every excuse I could yeah. to not wrestle. That's how frightened I was. Um, and I said, well, listen, I've got a single mom at home <laughs> and I've got to work because if I don't work, then I don't have money. And he's like, okay, well, here's what I'll do. He goes, I will give you money. I will give you a loan sum. You tell me how much you want. He goes, I will give you that money so that you don't have to worry about that during wrestling what? season. And then after wrestling season, you can come work for my construction company. Uh-huh. And he goes, I'll, I'll make sure that it's, it's a job that you can do. And he goes, I'll train you. And then you can just work off what you took. Yeah. And he goes, I've done that for a few wrestlers. And I was like, shit. He's got me there. Exactly. And I was like, listen, I, I just don't want to do it. And he's yeah. like, okay, good. But that taught me a lesson too. Yeah. And he's like, don't don't try to bullshit your way out uh-huh. of something. That's really good boundaries that you had at that age. Because I, I, I don't know if I would have uh, been able to just be like, no, 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 no. Because I was able to be talked into pretty much anything at that age. Really? Yeah. It, well, it, I think the, the thing of it is, is one, it was, it was the fear of... of wrestling because it's such a goddamn hard sport. Yeah. I that's what I love watching those because these guys work so hard. Like there were there were people there when I, when I was I'm always proud of this. When I was a senior there, I was in journalism and I wanted to cover the wrestling tournament. Mm-hmm. So I got a press pass and everything for a school newspaper. And I remember there was a four-time state champion that was undefeated. Throughout his whole high school career, <laughs> nobody had ever beaten this guy. And I went up to him and I said, hey, I just want to shake your hand. And he was like, hey, thanks a lot, man. How's everything? And it was just so like, wow, this guy's so down to earth. Yeah. And the guy was a, a beast. And uh-huh. it was like, wow, what a what an amazing athlete. So part of it was, was like the fear of, of wrestling because it was so hard. But then like another big fear was just like, knowing that at some point, you know, I knew what I was. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think a lot of kids do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not not only just to see, like, the the bullying. And, and it, I never saw it too bad. I saw once where mm-hmm. even I was like, okay, you need to leave this person alone. Yeah. Enough's enough. And, you know, it was just such a, a shitty thing, too, because I had enough pull that if I said quit fucking around with somebody, they would stop. Yeah. I couldn't imagine what that'd be like if you were gay and you were getting bullied and you said, leave me alone. 
and they they fed off that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's why, like, I, I always am in such a, I guess, a battle with, like, well, maybe I shouldn't say fag because they heard fag. That's, that's what they were called when this was happening. And then the thing of it, though, is, is I have to be true to myself, yeah. too, and know, like, you know, there's a great George Carlin line. He's like, a fag didn't mean gay. Mm-hmm. He's like, a fag was somebody that didn't come with you to go beat up the queers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but it, you know what I mean? It, 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 it's it's a funny making light of, of the situation. But, you know, it's it's a hard time to kind of try to censor yourself and to be funny, too. Yeah. Cause you're, you're not going to please everybody. And that, that's the thing of it yeah. is it's, I don't know. Even if you try, you're going to say one problematic thing. Someone's going to take it out of context. So it's just, yeah, you just need to. Do you, do you speak Spanish? I do. See, I don't. Okay. And oh my gosh, like uh, that is something I feel so guilty about. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I like, I'm embarrassed that I don't. What Did your parents try to teach it to you? Our grandparents didn't want us knowing it. Oh, that's a common thing. That's because is it like it is? Are, yeah. Are you from where are you from? Um, I'm I'm from here. Okay. Yeah, I'm from Southern California. That's a very common thing. I have cousins that don't speak Spanish, but their parents do, and a lot of it is just like, well, I know like a lot of like older people that just don't speak it. They're like, my parents spoke it, my grandparents spoke it, but when it came to us, either like a teacher was like, don't teach them Spanish because they'll get like picked on or like don't teach them Spanish because then they're not going to learn English when it's like, it's not really that the second part thing, that's not a, not really a thing unless you're like a really dumb person. But, (laughs) but I I mean, I was learned, I knew Spanish before I learned English and really, yeah, yeah. Like when I was three years old, I I just, I started going to this daycare, picked up English that way. And so I just absorbed it like a sponge because you're so like, just that's what you are as a three-year-old. You just pick up everything. And um, just my parents continued to speak to me in Spanish. So I I kept it alive. Yeah. Some, I've met a lot of kids that like they spoke Spanish as like a little kid. And then the parents just kind of like got lazy with it, spoke more English. And then the kid just didn't really have like that reinforcement. And that like that, that was the thing that like, I remember my grandpa because that guy had to deal with racism. I like bet, My grandma yeah. had to deal with racism. Uh, my mother doesn't know Spanish. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know Spanish. But when I moved out here, I remember, like, where I work, like, the chef was like, he. this was legit what he said to me. He goes, don't you feel like a traitor to your race? <gasps> oh, my God. And he wasn't saying it to get under my skin. Yeah. But <laughs> He really just wa- like he was, was just terrible at articulating. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you know Spanish, Eric? He was like, "Don't you feel like a traitor?" And I was like, "Now no. I do." Like, <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. yeah. But the the weird thing about that too is like, I almost feel like to give you an idea when this person needed something written up in a bit more professional set, he would always come to me. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And I never tried to make him feel, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because it was terrible. Like, and it wasn't just like, like, because uh, my white uncle did that too. And he was like, "How do you say this person's always fucking late?" <laughs> and it's like, it's tardiness is recurring, is what you would say. Yeah. You just tell him he's fucking late. If he doesn't get, he's fired. <laughs> we will consider termination if this persists. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with with uh, with my buddy, I would write write up what he was trying to say. Mm-hmm. And I remember like 
such a pussy. I'd be like, dude, why is it that when you need help with something, uh-huh. I'm not a traitor then? And he's like, well, you know how to talk to those people. Uh-huh. And I'm like, what What people? And it's like a reverse racism thing where I'm yeah. like, like, do you mean white people? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, God, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that there's a reason they say that. Uh-huh. But you know what I mean? It's like two rights, they don't make a right. You know, two wrongs don't make a right either. Like, yeah. It, it was always complicated. Like that, like like the light skin thing. I see that. Like yeah. somebody's it's super prevalent Spanish, and it's just like they're like they're light skin though, so they'll have it easier. Yeah, and it's like damn, like, and you know, I'm sure that has its truth in it, certain it certainly does certain yeah. aspects of it. But they already like don't like this person. Yeah, because of the the color of their skin, and it's like. I don't know. It, it's such a weird time right now. It is. I like it. Do, do you remember, like, did you catch it? Um, n- and not so much because growing up, a lot of people did not know that I was Mexican until, like, I told them. And even a lot of times, not a lot, actually, sometimes friends that knew I was Mexican would still say fucked up shit about other Mexicans. And I'm just like, Hey, like we've had this conversation. They're just like, yeah, but you're not like that. And I'm like, that is so hurtful and so awful. Like you, I hope you learn and I hope they have learned, but I'm not there to, you know, exactly. check in on them. And, and there's a point where you're like, wow, you just backed into like the oldest racist argument yeah. of, of, of all time. But it's like I said, the, I feel like it, it it can go both ways in that same respect mm-hmm. too. Like, you know, I would I would hear that all the time. Like, well, fucking, if you can't speak English, then, and that bothers me because yeah. it's like, I I I get why you're frustrated, but like, don't don't fucking say that around me. It's like because my my grandpa struggled sometimes with English words. Yeah, and it's like, or you know, my sorry, my great grandma would would. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, you know, my great grandma, she didn't even speak fucking English. Mm-hmm. And you know, she, it would just be like, yeah, po- pointing and, and gesturing. <laughs> and you'd, you'd be like, you learn, like, just grab three things and then she'll grab, you know, yeah. you coffee, sugar, what do you want? <laughs> she'll grab sugar. Oh, all right. Uh, that's what sugar means in Spanish. Uh-huh. But the, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting to I think the only real safe route is to just kind of be who you are but also listen too cuz yeah. like you know we um, our mutual friend Joe Kay and I we we talked one time on a podcast and we've had very different oh, experiences yeah. in in being gay mm-hmm. but we both respect each other a lot cuz you know what I mean we we know we know what what we want to do in terms of uh progress mm-hmm. And I think that we go about it in different ways. Like, God, we did a, I did a moose lodge and, uh, I, I heard faggot as I was leaving. Oh God. And the thing of it was though, was like, I had a good, I had a good set in Uh that place. And then I was like, okay, so this is where I feel like I need to do comedy. Like Mm -hmm. I, I, I do want to do gay jokes in those moose lodges and elks lodge because it's like if you i feel like if you can if you can get laughs in that room Mm -hmm. then it's like oh yeah that that gay guy made us laugh 
Yeah, one one day they might say, you know, faggot, and then the next day they might start to use exactly. a more PC term. Yeah, exactly. I totally get it. You're speaking to them in their 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 way of speaking, their language essentially. Exactly. Like, yeah, the 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 SS faggot bit did so well there. Yeah. And it was like and I said, I go, that's when I'm my gayest is when I'm rubbing it in somebody's <laughs> face. I was like, I, I'm never that gay in real life, but I, I will be if you piss me. Like, yeah. And they laughed about that. And I'm like, the same way that, like, have you ever been cheering for a team? And, you know, when they score, you're like, yeah. And they, yeah, they laughed at that. And I was like, okay, that's that's what I want to do. And don't get me wrong, I was scared shitless to to play in that room. But then, like, I, I, and mind you, it's it's nothing big. I'm not making any waves, like. But it made me think, like, oh, that's what, like, like I think of Mom's Mabley. Yeah. And uh, you know, doing the jokes that she did, and like being a a, a dirty comic, mm-hmm. much less a female comic. And I mean, just having audiences laugh, and it's like, oh my gosh, like that's that woman wasn't afraid to tell jokes anywhere. Yeah. And I, I love that about her. Like, if any, yeah, if any of you listeners look up Mom's Mabelie, and she she was amazing. She was so funny. Like, uh, she could take out her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't afraid to be ugly. I mean, she was just. It, it, I'm a woman, and, and I mean, she just fucking she she hit you with it right in the face, and it. Oh my god, it would just make me laugh. I had to check uh, that out. Yeah. Before we wrap up, anything else you want to say about just your experience with the state wrestling or any other part of that time in your life? No, I just, I think overall it's it's something I miss. I don't feel like I can't go back there because I'll probably have a lot of family yeah. listen to this, quite honestly. And just of that community, uh, I don't know. The I guess the only thing that I can I can think of is, is not all gays are perverts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you know what I mean? But like I said, and I'm talking to a very specific group of people, <laughs> but not all gays are perverts. Um, yeah, it exists that people can be a fan of a sport and not think of the sexual connotations. You know, like everybody says, Tom Brady's gorgeous. Tom Brady's gorgeous. Yeah. And in reality, you're like, mm, just throw the fucking pass and yeah. see if you can catch <laughs> it. You know what I mean? You're like, I don't give a shit if he's pretty or not. It's, throw the fucking ball where it needs yeah. to go. So, yeah, and it's it was just, it was a beautiful tradition that always meant a lot to me because, like I said, the, the majesty was when you would see Thursday to Saturday night mm-hmm. and you saw that one kid that had been preparing for it since Pee Wee's. And when they won, just that embrace that they would have with their dad. or like Usually they would win and they would hug their coach. Mm-hmm. And the coach would just hold them. And, you know, pictures are going off for the local newspapers. And then the kid would break away. And immediately he'd just look for mom or dad or the cousins in the crowd. And they would wave and he'd just run up. And you would just see tears on, on both sides. Like, you know, these are parents that woke up on early on a Saturday morning to, to make, you know, tortillas and bean, like bean, uh-huh. you know, breakfast burritos. Cause we got a fucking tournament that we got, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> we got to be on the road at eight to get to weigh, or we got to be on the road at six or seven to be at weigh-ins and all of that just coming through in one moment where, you know, the, the mom hugs her son yeah. because he, he did something spectacular. 
So yeah, that that was my tradition, and that that's something that always rang true and beautiful. I always loved that. I love that. Like wonderful way to wrap that up. <laughs> Thanks so much, Eric. Thank you so much. Great talking to yeah. you. Yeah.